0: Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast with episodes pretty much released every single day. And I know I've had a little break, it was Christmas, but I'm back now. I'm Paul Stevenson and I thank you as always for hitting play. Now today is Boxing Day, it is December the 26th, and on this day in 1970, George Harrison became the first Beatle to top the Hot 100 as a solo artist when his single My Sweet Lord hit number one on the Billboard chart. It came just seven years to the day, as in 1963, that the very first Beatles hit was released in the US, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Speaking of number ones, on this day in 1981, the album For Those About to Rock We Salute You by ACDC also shot to number one in America. It's said that on this day in 1966, Jimi Hendrix wrote the lyrics to his classic hit Purple Haze. It apparently happened in his dressing room between shows at London's Upper Crust Club. And in birthdays, we're looking at Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich. Lars was born in Denmark, of course, and celebrates his 59th birthday today. But for our main show, we're focusing on the debut American live show from a legendary group. Yes, on this day in 1968, the mighty Led Zeppelin played their first ever live show in America they were the opening act on a bill headlined by Vanilla Fudge. Now, the first show was played at Denver Auditorium Arena, and songs on the set list included Train Kept a Rolling, Dazed and Confused, and I Can't Quit You Baby. On the 50th anniversary of the show, the city and county of Denver's mayor's office proclaimed that December 26th was Led Zeppelin Day, where a plaque was presented at the Colorado Music Hall of Fame event back in 2019. Now you're going to hear from Vanilla Fudge legend, Carmine Peace. He talks about those early tour dates with Led Zeppelin and how they almost didn't get to play that first show. Now you mentioned Led Zeppelin quickly there. I mean, when they came to the, to the US, they supported you. They opened for you, didn't they? Yes, I mean, they how did. was that hanging with, with those guys?
2: Well, it was good. We knew Jimmy and the other three guys were brand new. Nobody knew who they were. Matter of fact, the very first gig, we didn't even need them. The promoter didn't want them on gig. The pay was $1,500, and the promoter said, we don't need you. We're sold out already. We don't need you. But uh, our agent was their agent, and he worked out a deal where Vanilla Fudge paid them half from our fee, and the promoter paid half. And yep. when they got on that show, people were yelling, bring on the fudge, and, you know, like, <laughs> when they were on stage, you know that changed quickly. <laughs> they were an awesome band, but we, we recognized the talent that they were. We knew they were going to be big, but we didn't know they were going to be that big. It's hard to understand now because John Bonham and Led Zeppelin was so big, you know, like the Beatles, you know, that they were totally yeah. unknown. When John Bonham came on the tour, you know, he told me he was a... a a fan of mine. He said, he, he liked you know, my style and all that. And he had that triplet on Good Times, Bad Times. And I love that. I said, well, I love that triplet. That's awesome, man. Where did you get that? And he said, I got it from you. I said, I don't do that. <laughs> and he pointed it out on my, on, the, I think it was the third Vanilla Fudge record where I did that just for maybe two bars, you know, because in those days, we just used to go in and play. We didn't plan everything like they do today yeah you know we just did what we did you know so he pointed it out and i saw him i didn't even know i did that and and then we became friends and then he loved my big drum set and he said do you think you can help me out and get a, a ludwig endorsement and get a drum set like yours i said i don't know let me call him so i called him and i told him i think this band is going to be big the understatement of what five six decades. You know, and, uh, and on, on my word, and uh, we sent him the record, they, they gave him a, a kit just like mine, a double bass drum and big toms and big bass drums and big snare drum, which he used for the rest of his career, basically. In the second tour, there were two bass drums. We both had the same exact kit. I had the gong, he had the gong. Oh. At the end of that tour, Robert and Jimmy said, you know, you're, you're too busy. Take away that one bass drum. He said, we liked you better on one bass drum. When that happened, the Led Zeppelin drum kit was gone.
0: The brilliant Carmine piece there. The Vanilla Fudge guys and Led Zeppelin remained good friends and Carmine has loads of great stories from their time together. I've interviewed Carmine twice for Vintage Rock Pod and uh, you can check them both out. You've got time. It is Christmas after all. Look for the episode 43 of Vintage Rock Pod. That's the first interview, the big long interview where he talks about so many different things. And there's a recent side two episode of Vintage Rock Pod as well which is called Vanilla Zeppelin which focuses on Led Zeppelin's time with Vanilla Fudge. But that's it for today's This Day Rocks. I'll be back tomorrow with more on This Day Rock goodness. But until then, take care.
1: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football